0: And welcome back to See Both Sides Like Chanel when I'm here with an amazing guest, Ed Enved, And I'm gonna introduce you guys and welcome to this amazing podcast based on entrepreneurship and business. So, hello. Hi, Chanel. Hi,
1: <laughs>
0: this is Ed Enved, and uh, I'm gonna introduce you guys to him. So I'm gonna say a bit about what I know about you and then you're gonna continue. Uh, 19 dropout at uni. 20 got into stock broken and you bought your first property at 20 which is absolutely amazing went into wealth management at 24 and become a partner within the first year and now is moved on to numerous businesses which we're going to go into and manages over 300 million pounds in assets Asif Wealth wealth Management, is that it? Wealth Management. Wealth Management. £300 million in Wealth Management. So, uh, so much exciting stuff to talk about today and I'm really, really excited to get into it. So welcome.
1: Appreciate you having me.
0: So 19, 19, you dropped out of uni. What were you studying?
1: So look, it it was a big thing to drop out, right? Because worked my way up to get into Loughborough University, which was a a prestigious uni. I could give you all the reasons in the world as to why I pulled out. The truth was, pulled out because I was too far away from the family. That, I was about to say a female. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> definitely wasn't a female.
0: Okay. In,
1: in truth, it was just the distance, right? So Aww. there's a bit of a funny story there. In fact, I, I even bought a car within like the first semester to travel up and travel back. What ended up happening is I bought the car,
0: mm-hmm. went up
1: for one journey, realized it was still too far,
0: how far it, was it from home
1: it was probably about I mean, say three hours oh about three hours <laughs> but like you know i blame mum right
0: oh yeah
1: yeah 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 the turkish mum yeah you know wrap the cotton wool around me and and that distance was just too much so pulled out um,
0: what year did you pull out? Because I pulled out of uni, so I'm seeing a bit of a pattern here. Well, mind you, I think you're my second guest. me and, and many of you that pulled out.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so What
0: year were you in? It,
1: was, it, was, it wasn't even the first year wasn't up. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, oh, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. I got to third year. No, 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 no,
1: no. no. <laughs> my, mine wasn't, the first year wasn't even up. It's the truth of it. So what ended up happening is, is on my journey back mm-hmm. on one weekend... I remember pulling into a service station, getting myself a KFC bucket.
0: Nice and, that, and that
1: journey never went back, right? Sure. That, that was the end of that.
0: Amazing.
1: Um, so the whole 19 thing with, with the broken, that all came about because I always, in my mind, you know, young guy from East London, I just heard that stockbroking was a way to make money,
0: right? right? So
1: I always wanted to be a stockbroker. Um, so and, tell
0: us a bit about your upbringing.
1: Well, I mean, Young look,
0: guy from East London. Yeah. So you're from East London originally? Yep,
1: yep, yep. Okay. E- East London. I know you're big on the whole North London thing. Um, <laughs> I like yes. North London as well. Um, but but yeah, I mean, look, we were, you know, without pulling the violin out, it, it, it was, um, you know, we, we weren't blessed with having a huge amount of money. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mum and dad worked really hard. But yeah, money wasn't really a part of the equation. So for me, I guess the upbringing was all about trying to change that right and and figure out what turns out now when i you know when i look back on things really try and figure out a way to generate intergenerational wealth right right and and that was all about initially it was mum you know making sure that mum was settled making sure mum was okay um and then you know as 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 your family grows that that can shift somewhat but um, in terms of upbringing we were we were blessed we were blessed in that we had a lot of love around us, a lot of love around us um, but yeah, I mean, when I look back at it, you know we didn't have the playstations, mm-hmm. the Xboxes. You were sh- um,
0: shopping at the non, non, yeah, non-branded yeah, 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 stores.
1: Yeah yeah yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But I used to as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the yeah. other day someone said, do you remember that, um, did you, I bet you never got shoes at Shoe Express. And I was like, actually, <laughs> <laughs> I think I did yeah. get shoes at Shoe Express.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, so, for, for, for me, it was like... I it
0: mean, was a non-designer upbringing. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I, I, yeah. Listen, 100%. Yeah. Know, this is like, um, we were, and I say this all the time, actually, and, 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 and I blessed to my dad you know my my dad was hard working but my mum had the entrepreneurial spirit like she was the one that put the child support together and made sure that we bought our first property and you know made it happen right um my dad wasn't so much of a risk taker uh but the the reasons why it's
0: good to have balance in a marriage so
1: for sure i I mean the, the reasons why that's key though is because i think that without without that drive, we quite easily could have been in council flats and, mm. and what have you. you know, our neighbours were council content. tenants. And, and not that that means yeah. anything. No,
0: but, but uh, a lot yeah. a lot of people do become content and they become a little bit of a, a thing with their upbringing and their surroundings and they sort of yeah stay there, you know? For and, sure, for sure. And it's about having the vision. And I think if you've been brought up with parents that can show you vision, then it means that you you should try and have that vision.
1: I feel, yeah, and, and and that's, yeah. So. It's only now when I look back at things
0: now you see that and then now you see it's because it. of your upbringing yeah, yeah. that that actually probably helped that's you That's
1: That's where it stemmed from for sure.
0: But how did they feel when you dropped out of uni on your first Are they
1: they they're, they're, they're super months. they're super supportive, right? They're super supportive. Um you know, they are very relaxed about things like that. The the priority is making sure that the children are happy.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and they yeah, they didn't second guess it. What what ended up happening though about the point of the the broken role? was I kind of said to myself, okay, I'll pull out, I'll take a year out, see what job I can get. And, and basically I landed at 19 a role, which was junior, junior, junior role. I remember begging for the role. Like I went there and actually the reasons why I got the job and no doubt she'll see this podcast cause I'll share it with her, but there was actually, I shared the lift with a Turkish girl and she so happened to be the PA of the owner or the, the floor manager. And he was like, "No, I'm not going to give him the the junior role." So I was she working
0: at the brokerage? She was the there. Brokerage.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. She was there. Um, uh, so Finsbury Square.
0: Do you not think I really find this that sometimes business is just about luck, oh. and it's about. Who you bump into, who you meet, and I feel if you just said that, and it's just clicked that yeah. there's so many instances in life that yeah. I feel like there's a, a super force or God, God, most people will say, that have actually put that person in front of you. Yeah. Then it's down to you.
1: Yeah, 100%. So and
0: what happened when you went in the interview? Well,
1: well he, he said he said no, right? And, and um, obviously I didn't know that because I'd come away from the situation and then I was waiting for their response. But I was like, look, like... Just give me a chance. Aww. Like I I don't I don't care about money. I don't care about any of that stuff. Just give me a chance. You know, and and, and we were whilst we didn't have a huge amount, we didn't ever get charged rent or anything like that. Yeah. Like mum was stay at home until you can buy, it, right? Yeah. So um I was like, like please just give me a chance. And uh and then yeah, they they they'd obviously spoke. He was like, nah, he's too green, he's he's not gonna He's not going to be able to make it. And, um, and she, she backed my corner. And she was like, look, you've got nothing to lose. Put him on a probation. And the rest was history.
0: Really? The rest was history. And yeah. how long were you at the brokerage for?
1: So I was there for, um, well, I made a transition from the stockbroking into property um, within the first few years because... um,
0: But you were there for a few years?
1: Yeah, yeah, overall it was a couple of years, Mm -hmm. uh, and then I made the transition into doing property more full-time. Okay. uh, And then my mortgages were with the first wealth management firm that I used to work with, and that's how I made the transition into... So, wealth management is financial advice, right? Like... Yeah, a lot
0: of people don't know what wealth management is. Yeah, 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 yeah. so... So, so You went in from stockbroking, which I'll just go back to stockbroking. I I wanted to be a stockbroker when I was young, and I was like, I feel like everyone who's done stockbroking has got a certain characteristics about themselves. They're very bullish, yeah. confident, yeah. quite high egos. Do you feel like stockbroking paved your way of your characteristics that you are now? Or, cause it put you into that really tough environment I, I, from I, such a young age? Yeah,
1: I, 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 know, like, I, don't, I, I don't wanna keep coming back to the upbringing and the area and the, where, where I was born, but I think it was more, it was actually more the upbringing and, and where we were raised that, that set the foundations mm-hmm. and, and gave us those traits to be different to everyone else. Yeah. Right? And that's, that's quite ironic because when I went for these bigger roles, um, when I started like developing in this financial advice role, which is what wealth management is, right? You advise people on how to build their wealth and, and retain it. Yeah. Um, but, but something that was deemed a negative, you know, I can't remember when family members would visit us and we'd have to take our car off the drive so they can park on our drive, right? Because they were not comfortable with their car being on the road, right? That, that was the type of areas I, I was in. But what, what that's given me, again, upon reflection, like just looking back at the journey, is it gives you that that hunger, that, that being streetwise, mm-hmm. right? And that's something that I would never change because mm-hmm. that being streetwise and tenacious and, looking at things in a slightly different angle to others that's something that needs to be deemed a positive from those that have been brought up in areas where it wasn't given to them yeah and i think it's that element that differentiated me to everyone else which was initially deemed uh, a negative
0: yeah so like it was your, it, yeah of course the downfall your foot through the but door. even even me now where i was like i was brought up in Tottenham and you yeah. can see sometimes when i go out to places and my english is like Not as good (laughs) as others and I'm like, okay, I might have made it part in my success story. Yep. And financially, where in my goals. But academically, I would, I'm i never going to be it. I'm never going to be private no. school educated.
1: No, 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 no. And, and I think that's one thing I've learned as well, right, is, is that we will always be deemed working class, mm. regardless of the money that's in the bank, mm. regardless mm. of what you've developed. I wouldn't
0: class myself, as, I, I would. well. I would. I started, I started deemed, working right? on the market. So. De- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but de- deemed <laughs> that is working and, class. Yeah, but, but deemed, deemed and being that.
1: is a totally yeah. different thing, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, perception. Perception. It perception. is it is the perception of others on you. Obviously, mean you went to a recent networking event in Dubai and there was a lot of people from that world. Yep. A lot. And it's crazy that you can just you you can see the difference, you know, in in, yeah. in a room full of, of, of people and it is it's something you need to think about when you go into events. But I think, you know, you're doing you're doing amazing and I feel like when you're out in 'Cause you're in an environment full of a lot of people. How many people in your your wealth management company now?
1: So within my practice there's fifty mm-hmm. and within the group there's five thousand advisors. Okay. So just over five thousand advisors. So it's um wow. yeah, it's a decent size.
0: Wow, that's it's a big size. size. And you're quite at the top there.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So so yeah, we 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 got the for our London location we've got the number one practice last year from a financial advice perspective. So that was so, a big achievement. So you're the
0: biggest practice of financial advice in our UK? London
1: location. Yeah, yeah, in the UK? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Which is massive. Yeah, And, yeah. and you're managing 300 million. Yeah, in, in-
1: in- I, I personally manage it in-house just over, it's like, it's like 320 for okay. for our clients. Yeah, and that's obviously one of the businesses, right? So.
0: And um, how, so how you got into property, which is a reason how me and you met. Yep. I also manage your property. Yep, for, yep. Well, well, some of it I guess (laughs) and another pattern with my guess is that I met them all in property because property is I mean I would say property is uh, one of the best money makers in the world I I think it's it's becoming a bit of a a thin line between property and business now for me obviously property works I've done it from I was born but now I'm looking at as property was my be all and end all and now I'm like wait a minute yeah. We do need other forms, streams of income because of the economy and what's going on. You've got a war going on every few years, COVID and all these life changes that I feel like now you need other streams of income, not just property and development. Obviously, I've got an estate agency, so I manage portfolios and I've property developed. So I'm in all aspects of property and selling. So selling for me is is what I love to do. Yeah, I know that you are your main focus originally was property. How yeah. did you then diversify into other things? And do you recommend that?
1: Yeah, so, so I guess obviously the, the the property thing was only possible because I had the income to back it up, right? I was only able to go aggressive in property because I had that stream of income. So it was a stream of income that then allowed the property thing to happen. The the, the property thing one was, was, it was interesting because we, we've got family that are involved in property, heavily involved in property, but we've never, we've never really had a steer from the family mm-hmm. in, in all honesty, you know, ne- they've never really been that supportive on the come up in terms of trying to guide us on the best way to do things. Mm-hmm. And um, what, what's interesting is, is the property thing came about because I heard an uncle having a conversation with an estate agent and I couldn't afford to buy in East London at the time. And I was thinking logically, I was thinking, okay, I want to buy a property, um, can't afford it in, in custom house, um, price range was just out of my range. Like where else should I be buying? Mm. And logically I started looking at maps and I was thinking, well, 10 minutes down the road is Essex. You've got Dagnum, Raynham, you know, and and I was thinking, okay, what Barking? And I was thinking, well, maybe that's a good place to start. And I remember when I started in Dagnum, people were like, you're crazy. Yeah. You're crazy, you Even doing?
0: when you said to me, I was like, Dagenham, well, I've to come to Dagenham. Everyone,
1: everyone said that. you said that, right, but- <laughs> but, but I started
0: Tottenham, so right. yeah, there yeah, yeah, you yeah go.
1: Yeah. yeah, this is it. So, yeah. but logically I was just thinking, hold on, we're in a position where you're having to pay like at the time, half a million on this side. On this side, you can buy a property for 150 mm. and the yield's better. So I'm gonna chance it. Everyone said, don't do it. I went with my gut, yeah. started getting heavily involved. in. in and in that, that was
0: your, what, where was your first property? And how Dagn- did you, how did you buy it?
1: Dagnan. Dagnan. And what
0: was it like back then?
1: It was, uh, yeah. It, it how was, old were you? Well, back, back then, uh, 20 was my first property.
0: 20.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But back then we won't go into it in too much detail now okay. but the the mortgage interest thing wasn't an issue, right?
0: Yeah, of
1: course. Uh, you could buy properties smaller in deposit. your personal name, smaller deposits, yeah. ramp up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which now for yeah, that possible. that yeah for, yeah, for those properties yeah. the, the tax situation isn't great because obviously they've changed the rules. Now moving forward you buy in limited companies, companies but yeah. it was a standard buy to let a purchase.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, and you've still got that property today? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah? yeah still got those.
0: How, yeah. how much would you say it has gone up?
1: Um, so, I think the initial one was 138. It's probably like 400 now, mm. yeah.
0: And how old are you? Uh,
1: 21, I brought it, so and now I'm, yeah, so 15, 14 years 15, later. 14 so four, years
0: on, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it is about the pattern. I think one thing that I realized quite quickly in property is about learning the pattern and, and, and educating yourself in the waves of property and how things work. Um, it's all about history. The thing is, with UK, it's got a great history. People ask me that question all the time. Would you buy in Liverpool, Manchester? I know a friend that's recently bought a lot up north, and i have always been anti going out of the M25. Mm. But you're right. Now I look back, and I'm in even, in even me. I'm like, okay, I'm, I was fortunate enough to buy in London. Yep. But for people who are 20 that are very ambitious, there's still people now at 21 that want to buy a property, yeah. and they can only buy 80,000 pounds, yeah, three bed house. But the yields, put it on an Airbnb, buy right, buy near the station, yeah, um, short term lets you'll be you'll be still achieving like 10% yields, which for 80,000 investment, yeah, yeah, it, it's great, you know, 80,000 pound, took your deposit down, so. I think the, the average yields, obviously, as you know, at the moment are about 5% in London, but then as soon as you spurt out of London, they're getting higher. Um, obviously, you got to do different things. The HMOs, yep. short-term investment, uh, short-term lets are really, really good at the moment. Have you, so you, your model was property. And yep. then what happened after your first one? How did you multiply and did you stick to the similar model?
1: Yeah, look, I, I, I don't know. You know, obviously, everyone's got different models. I, I've gone into certain projects where it was like, "Build, you're going to sell, right?" Culturally, our lot just don't like selling, right? Yeah. So, so, so what ended up happening is, is I've never sold, okay, right? And, and and again, you know, I was blessed enough to just remain liquid to be able to do whatever projects I want to do, mm-hmm. right? Um, my model right now, because I think that you know, you can't deny the fact that interest rates are higher, right? Yeah. Deals are not as appealing because yeah. you know, we say 5% yield, but if we factor in interest and tax. You know, and tax and tax yeah. and all of that stuff, stamp duty and yeah. what have you, the, the, the margins go down. Mm. I, I keep it very simple. Right. Like I look at it as, okay, if there's a property on, on the market,
0: mm-hmm.
1: is the price distressed?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Can I add value? That's it. right? Distressed
0: and value.
1: Yeah, that's, that's okay. it. If I can add value, then I'm gay.
0: Yeah.
1: If it's a distressed price, I'm game. Yeah. Um, I, I just think that there's definitely. Look, he, he, here's the thing, right? Is is that when everyone's being cautious, it's in my opinion time to be greedy, right? And then when everyone's being greedy, it's time to be cautious. And that's a Warren Buffett saying. So it's not mine. I won't take props for that. But I think it's key, right? Because
0: yeah. if you think
1: about, it, if you go back to two thousand
0: and nineteen,
1: mm. you go to an open house. There's thirty people at the door. It turns mm. into an auction.
0: Yeah, but I bought in two thousand nineteen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not saying that it did well, but the rental. It swings about, yeah. It really is because then the rental, your rental yields a lot higher. Do you but, know what I mean? Like but, but my but interest back, back then was two hundred quid a month. Yeah. Now that same property interest is yeah, eight hundred yeah. quid a month. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. So you benefit off the rent instead of the capital growth.
1: But back to that same point though, is that in two thousand nineteen the model didn't change. It was the mm-hmm. stress price add value. It wasn't stress, right? It was overpriced though. No, but, but my my strategy. Yeah. yeah. Right. So um, you need like really good foresight to be able to buy in in a high market to pay more Mm. to then see the value long term or a crystal ball.
0: It's got to add some value. Yeah, yeah, it's got something. it's got to add some value to your portfolio. Otherwise, I mean, how about now, though? Everyone has diversified their their model. Yeah. Are you saying you have not changed your model from 14 years ago to now?
1: No.
0: You're still going to keep it the same?
1: Yeah, on property, it's the same because it's I've never, I've changed it in that I've done various different projects mm-hmm. in that, you know, whether it's development, buy-to-let, HMO, um, whether it's Airbnb, but in terms of the price point, I don't change that, okay. you know, I, I, I have I don't, when it comes to business, I don't care what the business is or what business I'm running, I don't allow emotion to get in the way.
0: Yeah, yeah? I can see that with you, obviously, we've worked together Yeah, and you you know what you want yeah which is so important with everything in life you have to know what you want property business yep. life choices personal life
1: yeah and particularly with auction as well you know with auction it's very easy mm. to go i'm going to pay x amount and then
0: Don't. get caught up I, bought a, I bought a property in eight hours last week
1: <laughs> <laughs> i would never do that
0: i've in yeah. eight hours and after I was like and I was literally just got to Dubai and I was like oh my god Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I flew to Dubai <laughs> I've landed I've bought a property and now I'm here and it was it all happened in like eight hours and I was like this is absolutely crazy another one to add to the books
1: yeah but you know what? some of the best deals are done like that right mm. you've got to be a bit more impulsive about things yeah no
0: you need to take risks I I, I feel yeah. I, I'm a bit of a risk taker
1: but this is your game
0: it's, it's my this game this is your game it's, it's my not game like you're, not, you're not
1: like you haven't inherited money and then you're like I bought a property you yeah,
0: was- and then if it's gonna benefit, it might not benefit now, but I know that in five years time, right, it will be right, right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, hundred percent. I don't look at things for now. It depends on what I want it for. If it's for future investment or if it's it's for now. Yeah, for So sure. you, so you, where are you at since then with the property stuff? Yeah, you're obviously still doing your wealth.
1: management Management. how's that going look the 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 wealth management across all of the business that i uh, that i own is is the cash cow right that's that's the main business um it's it's you know fortunately we've we've had our best years year in year out which is which is good uh is the market challenging yeah definitely like there's there's a lot of people out there right now that are worried about mortgage payments and and what have you but um i guess back to a point that you, you you mentioned earlier on about you know Diversifying. Mm. Like I say to my clients, you know, this isn't when it comes to us managing a proportion of a client's money or showing them how to save tax or how to save money or put money into a pension or whatever it is, it's just not about putting all of your eggs in one basket. Yeah. Right. So if you set it up in the right way, if you tell a client, look, you're getting involved, but you're in this for a five year term, mm-hmm. right? You're saving for your future. It's a long term thing. Yeah. As long as you manage expectations, mm-hmm. You, you secure yourself for retaining clients. So for us, our retention rates are really good. Um, we're growing, um, it's, it's, all, it's all positive,
0: yeah. but
1: there's challenges, there's challenges.
0: What would you say your challenges are?
1: I think there are people out there across the whole spectrum. You know, I've got clients that have got two, 3,000 properties right?
0: Oh, can I manage them?
1: Lev, lev, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> lev, we'll get there. I like it. Always be silly, right? Always. Um, but they've got like, they're leveraged up. Right. These are people that have got like, mm. you know, 75% loan to values and really leveraged up and mm. stretch themselves.
0: That, that's another big point now. Um, I'm finding that the more successful people are, the less liquid they've got on them. Do you feel like that's a big downfall, uh, obviously managing so many clients? Are you seeing a pattern of that?
1: Yeah, I, I think that there's, there's 100% there's a lot of people that are asset rich and cash poor, right? Mm. And, 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 and unfortunately, and this is why certain people when they build their businesses, they run off different models. I've got, I've got clients that are very, very wealthy. They will never buy a house. As in, they'll buy investment properties, but they'll never buy their house, they'll rent. Well,
0: I've heard of that. I yeah, know yeah. A, lot, a lot of people that are doing that. Yeah,
1: yeah, and, and the reasons for that is because the way they see it is, is, if I'm gonna lock three, four million or whatever the amount is into a property, I'd rather use that to buy mm. into investments and generate income and then a proportion that I can fund my lifestyle, right? Um, so I think the whole asset rich thing, if you look across London, there's a lot of people that have got big family homes, but have no income. So I don't think that's changed. That's that's pretty standard, I think. But um, I I think back to that point about diversifying, I think that it's just about making sure that you've got a multifaceted approach. Mm -hmm. Right. You've got to make sure that you're not reliant on one stream of income. I don't care if it's property, Mm -hmm. if it's wealth management, if it's, you know, other businesses involved in. I spread that around because anything can happen million percent. Anything can happen. And, and yeah. for me, I just want to make sure there's multiple streams just yeah. in case. I,
0: th- I think what it was with the economy in the UK it was so good for so long and interest rates were so low for so long and everyone got so complacent with house prices staying the same, all businesses were flourishing. And then I think after COVID hit, we everyone saw a massive change in lifestyle. After lifestyle, now we've seen more more changes. Obviously Brexit, I think, massively it impacted us as well.
1: Yeah, 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 it, it has, it so has. So
0: I feel like now people are like, I'm in trouble. Like, yeah. what am I gonna do? And I'm seeing it a lot, obviously I owned an estate agent for 16 years, and now I've got panic sellers. Like, yeah, yeah. literally ringing me on their last legs, like, I need to sell, like, yeah. today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. seeing a lot of repossessions again. However, like you said, that does breed opportunity for people that have got a lot of liquid. And I do feel like it is, it, it's gonna be even better time to buy in the next six months.
1: Yeah, yeah. So
0: are yeah. you ready to go?
1: Yeah, I mean, look, look for me, as I said, the, the model remains and, and we continue, mm-hmm. right? There, there's regardless to what's going on. Um, but we can't deny the fact that during COVID, millionaires and billionaires were made, right? Yeah. In that time, those people that had the courage to capitalize on the lower markets made tremendous amounts of money, mm-hmm. right? But the reality is, 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 we can't all be like that. Otherwise, we'd all be multi millionaires and, and billionaires, yeah. right? Everyone's built different. Yeah. But, you know, there's a lot of people right now that are making lots and lots of money. There's yeah. a lot of people right now that have lots and lots of cash. And, and, and regardless of what the tabloids say, um, there is money to be made.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: it's just about being calculated.
0: Okay. That's the key. So, new diversifying which I which I'm trying to do as well at the moment, believe it or not, I'm like seeing where I can step out of of the property thing even though I love it so much, which is why I went to Dubai last year. Yeah. And as you know, I've been there for 2 years now selling there, yep. learning the market, learning the trends, learning about more businesses. I know that you've made the step, well your your company's made a step yep. as well to go to Dubai. Is that purely for tax reasons?
1: No, no, so, so what, look, we've got Singapore, we've got Dubai, we've got Hong Kong. This was just another market where we found that there was clients there and there was an opportunity. So we've obviously gone there to capitalize. Uh, my, my, my client bank's very broad, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, I look after anyone from rappers and influencers and footballers all the way through to lawyers, business owners and what have you. I'm definitely seeing a trend particularly with the influencers that they're going out there. Yeah. And I owe it to them to make sure that we're on the forefront of change. And that's the reasons why we've gone out to do better.
0: Okay. So to put your feet on the ground, yeah and, and take it from there yeah yeah, which you're sure. gonna take go running i'm sure yeah, 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 yeah your yeah. launch was was amazing yeah
1: yeah yeah we had we had a good launch i think yeah. we had like 400 people turn up on the one day that it rains in dubai yeah. it rained, right <laughs> it
0: rained a day and everywhere took an hour to get to so that that was that was absolutely yeah, crazy so,
1: and, and i appreciate you with everything you. that was going on i appreciate you coming
0: that's all right um
1: <laughs> but but yeah i mean we've we've We'll see how it goes.
0: Okay. We'll see how it goes. So uh, a new business yeah. that you've opened up, which I'm quite excited about actually, yeah. is your male fertility yes. clinic.
1: Yes. Um, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I feel like that is a something that's really happening that not a lot of people talk about. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people talk about women's fertility, but yeah. men's fertility is not is not ever touched on. No, no. Especially on social media, like it's a taboo and it's not yeah. nice to leave men out at all for things like that. Yep. So how is it going?
1: Yeah, I think, look, you you set the scene on that, the way you're meant to, right? Because I think that there is this point where it's all on the women, right? When you think of like fertility issues, it's mm. the women, right? Yeah. No one thinks about the men, yeah. right? And that's an issue because it can't always just be the women and at the same yeah. time, men don't know if they're the ones that have got the issue. I know. So. Yeah, I mean, obviously we've gone from wealth management to malfertility, right? Which, that's fine. which is yeah, so yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> which summarises Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's, that's me when I invest, you know, because at the heart of it, I'm an investor, and um, this came about because a very close client of mine, who's now become a friend, we share uh, a lot of things in common, and what's that? Well, arts, watches, and business, okay. right? So, so, so we had a lot in common, and. I guess the streetwise wise in me, mm-hmm. you know, when I'm going through his accounts and I'm advising him, he's explaining to me that, you know, this is an issue. This is mm-hmm. a real issue. Right. Look, it, it sounds a bit like cliche or a bit cheesy, if you were. But if you can implement something that serves a purpose mm-hmm. and resolves an issue, there'll always be demand for it. Yeah. Right. Doctors. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There's an issue. People want to have children. Wealth mm-hmm. management, people don't plan financially. Yeah. They don't budget. They think about today. They spend for today. Yeah. So you can
0: create a demand. This is this is this you, is you, a thing. You, you, you can create a demand nowadays. You can. Via social media and platforms, which is another new you, tactic you, that people are using.
1: Yeah, you, you can. You can, but but
0: Because the malfertility thing if it is spoken more, there's going to be more of a demand. For sure. Just, just hear what I'm yeah, saying.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. The, the point I was making about the wealth management side, the reasons why I wanted to get involved so heavily in that, is because you're serving a purpose of making people realise, like simple points. You're making mm-hmm. money now. You're not saving. Where is your income going to come from when you retire? simple questions yeah right getting getting people Get, thinking
0: minds mind going
1: yeah thought provoking mm, yeah. right i
0: think
1: that's great so so the same thing happened with this with this
0: don't spend all your income
1: no 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 definitely don't. what spend.
0: ratio would you say to save i'm
1: mean, ideally a third
0: yeah ideally I mean, a third i try to save more than yeah, that,
1: yeah yeah ideally a third if you can keep to a third yeah. you know you're, third. You're, you're doing well yeah 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 yeah, yeah. it's how you save right but yeah, yeah. conversation for another time <laughs> <laughs> but the the malfertility thing so so on this side i had someone that i trusted you know, um, Dr. Stephen Moser, world-renowned radiologist, world-renowned, um, you know, people flying from Qatar, you know, to all over the world to come see this guy. And I was like, why haven't you set your own practice up? Well, and he's like, oh, you know, I don't really have the head space, for it. I don't have the connections. On this side, I had someone that owned a hospital. So I was like- In the okay, UK? In the UK. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, Maybe there's something here where we can bring the two together. Had to overcome CQC and about two months good ago challenge. we yeah, two months ago we got licensing, went live in Fitzrovia Square, wow. which is at the top of Harley Street. Wow. So yeah, that's been going for the last few months and um, yeah, it's
0: going no well. Going good. It's going good. Yeah. It's going good. I, I, I listen, at the end of the day, businesses and this sounds cliche, businesses should be there to help people. Yep. Yeah. You know, and 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 life is about helping people, and I feel like that anything you do in life should help anyone. Yeah. Um, If but help yourself first, of course, sure. and then you can help other people. Which is why I did this podcast to for people to see what businesses work. Some pe- people's business and life skills are completely different to others, and for them to learn maybe a bit about themselves or teach people what they can do with business and yep. where they can diversify. Some people content with just giving their money to a wealth management company, yep. earning the interest off yeah, it, yeah, yeah. and they've got enough money there, like you say, kick back, sit back. Yeah, some yeah, yeah. people want to grow, and some people never want to stop, which is the billionaire mindset. Yep. So it is, it is about managing people's expectations and knowing exactly what you want yeah. and going from there. Have you got a goal of how many businesses more you're looking for more business opportunities
1: i I think that look i'm I'm always on the lookout right i can't, I can't help it and clients that are close to me laugh when I tell them about like new ventures things that are going on because they they realize that i'm I'm quick to realize it yeah. you know make it happen and, and and capitalize um so I'm all for investing I'm all for backing ideas mm mm-hmm. um, in the past, to be fair, where I've probably gone wrong is particularly being from where we're from, close friends at the time. Yeah. Like when it when I started going on that trajectory, I was so keen to help, right? And and that helping other thing, yeah. helping others thing is it's a, there's a fine balance there. Because Definitely. the moment you want it more for them than they want it for themselves. They have to
0: help themselves. Right. As much as you want to help them, yeah, yeah, more
1: exactly. so. Exactly. exactly.
0: But that, I, I'm very sharp at picking up who is, you know, who can handle the help Yep. because you keep wanting to help someone and then that you can clearly see they yep. they don't want to be helped. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that I would never try to help that person. And hopefully me by being me enough yeah. will eventually help them.
1: Yeah. For and sure. just
0: taking a step back
1: and yeah, letting people yeah.
0: be. So yeah. I'm sharp now who is, who is gonna be on it and who I go into business with is is very important to me at the moment.
1: Yeah, because look, time time is precious, right? Yeah. And I think that like, yeah, at this stage, it's like you can't support everyone and do everything because it's like, I'm at a point now where it's like, even getting to the gym can be an issue. Yeah, you know, I, I'm I'm literally employing people so I can go to the gym.
0: Yeah, but you know? again, it's very important. Yeah, it's important to employ as many people as possible because right. you're never going to be good at everything in business. No, yeah, no. and and you have to understand what you're not good at and and then delegate them things that you're not as good at. And the end of the day, if you can find a marketing expert that's great at social media, or that's great at writing letters for you, it's great at sending emails out for you, yep. use them people. 100%. There's people that are so good for yep. you that can help you yep. instead of, and then you, you'll be using your, your skills that you're good at yep. for, to grow.
1: Yeah, and, and that's another, like for the sake of the podcast, that's a great tip as well, and it's something I bang on about all the time whenever I'm mentoring someone or speaking to someone that's going through growth, I say to them all the time, you know, in valuing your time, if you're doing things that don't make you money, mm-hmm. then it doesn't make sense. A great example is, is if I'm spending two-thirds of my time on admin, one-third yeah. of my time on seeing clients,
0: yeah.
1: I become the world's most expensive administrator.
0: A million percent, right? yeah. Um,
1: if I'm cleaning the ha- like, even down to cleaning. Like, I, I, don't do, I don't do nothing, <laughs> nothing. Cleaning, cooking, nothing. Yeah. Because the way I see it is, is if I'm spending two
0: hours two cleaning hours. the house, I know, because we're perfectionists, right? Like, so I'm not going to yeah. do a shit, a no, no, no. shit job cleaning. No, I'm no, going to no. do a great job cleaning. Yeah, 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 so yeah. therefore, I need a lot of time. Yep. So where, where people are like, why would you need a clean?" I'm like, of course I need a cleaner. Yep. Like, until I decide to stop. Yep then I will just, my job will be to clean and cook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine, but right now, that's not my job.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. And And even when I stop, I'm not going to be cooking just for the record. No, I will will be. I have to.
0: (laughs) And how do you, in a massive environment, another question I was actually going to ask you, um, because I haven't touched on this yet, is a difference between men and women. You work in an environment full of men and women. Yeah. Successful men and women. Yeah, 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 yeah. And do you feel there's downfalls of, of... being a woman in, business, in your sector, wealth management, property? Look,
1: I think anyone that's, that's at this level in the corporate world, you know, when we talk about women, race, they're denying themselves of, of telling the truth if they say that there isn't a disparity and a gap. Mm. 100% there is, right? Because when I, when I started- I knew out, you
0: were the right person to ask. <laughs> no, 100%, like,
1: yeah. I, even, even when I started out in the corporate world, like, I was a person of colour. Mm. Right. You don't need to be a rocket scientist to walk into a room yeah. and realize, like, my, my team's like the UN.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. Like when we turn up, everyone knows we're there because yes. there's, you know, people from all over the world working yeah, for I've me. Met, I've
0: met um, team actually of yeah, really yeah. Yeah. Rich.
1: Yeah. You, you've seen it. And um, we support that. There's definitely a gap. Um, women are definitely becoming a bigger force in mm. business. It just so happens that a big part of my team are women. Yeah, we supported women in businesses, you know, with yeah. Stephen Bartlett and and uh, Karen Brady. Yeah, we do what we can to pump money and resource into that area, um, to to try and support it. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of difference. There is a, a difference, yeah, there, there is a a difference
0: and I just purely think that is because there's a lot of this feminism stuff going on, which yep. I don't agree with. Um, and I feel like people need to accept there's a difference. Yep. I do feel like women are much better at things that, hundred um, percent, that men are not as, yeah. and, and men are better at things that, like, I personally feel like women can get, especially in the golf, women get looked at a lot differently. Oh yeah, but that's a difference. So, yeah. and they don't, you're not taking it seriously. But at the end of the day, with with longevity and consistency in what you do, and shows people how serious you are. It's the results, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and, and and this this is a thing, right? regardless of where you're from what you do it's very easy to to be like you know play the card of victim being victimized yeah right it's very like cut that people need to just stop that victimizing thing stop it if you go into any industry and this is the thing often people try to reinvent the wheel Mm -hmm. when it comes to investing and, and what have you but often the most the biggest opportunities are right in front of you right yeah so it's very easy for me to me to go where do i invest how do i set things up well how about i just put more money into my business how about i invest in myself mm-hmm. right and all of those things can generate more yield but the point about being victimized is it's very easy to just go oh well i haven't got that job because of this or because of that yeah well you're, you're in the excuses. same position.
0: Yeah, million percent.
1: You're not going to progress. Yeah, less if,
0: excuses. Right. Finding if, what you're good at and, and executing what you want and that's yeah, it.
1: Yeah, and, so, and, and the one thing I've always maintained, regardless to what it is, is I look at who's doing it best mm-hmm. and i do it better. That's it. We don't need to complicate it. Very Work smart. harder than that next next person. Yeah. Some people say, hey, it's not about working hard, it's about working smart. Yeah, you'll get there. Yeah. You don't start working smart nah. straight away. Have at you the know what smart is?
0: Just work hard. Look right. at me. I opened an estate agent's twelve estate agency on one road at the age of nineteen, and I was the only female in my yeah. area to open it. I didn't think, oh, but there's eleven agencies owned by men. Yeah. I just went. Straight in, like a a bull in a china shop. I'm opening here. I sat there, and I just one by one by one by one by one built up my clientele.
1: People would have told you that you know, there's men on the road. You're too young. It was recession. I didn't know what I was
0: doing. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I didn't care. I'm 16 years in now. I don't care. Now I can say. I wrote the book on estate agency, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and and that's it. And that chapter will never close for me. It's got me to an amazing place. I've, I've got a thousand clients. Yeah, I met some amazing people. So it is good to start from the bottom for and sure. work your way up.
1: If it feels different when you. I mean, I don't know what the. I don't know what making it is. I don't know what making it is. Right. Like, even for me, the whole when do you stop thing has had to change. Million right? percent. Because me too. because. I don't think there's ever a time where you feel like you've made it.
0: Mm. In
1: fact, I think that what you realize quite quickly is, is if your gratification is money, you're going to be lonely. A
0: million percent. You're going to be
1: lonely because you can't allow your happiness to be based on making money. And yeah. for those people that are like, oh, he's, he's talking crazy when he says that. In truth, you haven't made enough money. No. Right? Because you realize that when you make it.
0: No matter what happens, yep. you're never going to fill that cup because the money is, nope. is is just endless and money is just the energy at the end of the day yep if you manifest it yep. and you think uh oh, i'm gonna be a multi-millionaire you will become that because your thoughts yeah. turn into things yep. no matter what however i learned this about seven years ago mm. it was what's your core values and yep. if money is at your top of your core values nah. you'll probably end up
1: a, yeah, yeah yeah a less yep.
0: unhappy person
1: 100 100 because it's like look i've, I've had chats with myself where like businesses have done certain things, certain levels of money have come in. And like the next day I'm up at half four or five straight in again, right? And I'm like, God, it's not that I don't appreciate it. I genuinely appreciate it, I feel blessed. Mm-hmm. However, I know what I'm like. You're only as good as your last month. But it's are you goal
0: driven? Out. Is that why?
1: So I've, I, that's had to change, right? That's had to change because if you asked me when I first started my career, it was like, Build 100 million funds. My God, 100 million. And you retire, Ed. Right? You retire. You hit that in two, three years. And then you're like, right, 200. And then you retire. And then you realize that the metric can't be numbers. Mm -hmm. It can't. It cannot be financial. Because you'll keep pushing, 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 pushing. And for the sake of everyone around you, you'll drop one of your glass balls. Mm -hmm. Right? Whether it's business or family, one of them will go. Yeah. If you can't. sell yourself. Yeah, yeah. This is it, right? (laughs) So it, it, it can't. It's not sustainable. So um, so my, my, my thing is, is that the reasons why I set these new businesses up and I invest in them is because actually I'm at a stage now where paying people big checks, making them achieve their targets mm. is, is, is gratification for me. Yeah. Right? It, it so happens, by the way, that that's a byproduct of making more money. Mm-hmm. Right? Of course. By, by allowing people to hit their targets, you make more money.
0: Yeah.
1: But it shouldn't be about the money.
0: No. Okay, amazing. So, right, now you're at this stage, do you feel like there, what, you must have had your challenge. What would you say up until now, what has been your biggest challenge? Because it it all seems great. Yeah. You know what you want. You're very sharp. Yeah. You're to the point. Yeah. You're now investing in some amazing new businesses, but there must be challenges there. Yeah,
1: yeah. What are there? there's challenges every day. Mm-hmm. Right When people say to me Ed you're so relaxed I'm like My God I'm the analogy of a swan Right You're just casting over the water Everyone thinks is going fine But the legs are going 100 of miles per hour Like That's my life every day There's challenges every day The challenges that I face In business every day Most people would probably Be crippled by it They couldn't deal with the pressure Right um, I'm just a believer that All we can do is our best Yeah, That's all we can do so my biggest challenge is I'm the, my, my biggest critic. Okay. There's no one out there that's gonna be more critical of me than I am,
0: yeah, right? There's nothing that
1: anyone can say. Yeah. So um, for me, the biggest challenge is just making sure that I'm consistent with it, keep believing in the process, and overcome those challenges.
0: Okay, and do you, what do you do for yourself?
1: I'm in that lonely space, to be honest. I, when, I, when I look when I look back at things, it's it's not as glamorous as people think.
0: I know you don't drink.
1: I don't drink. Um, I, I don't smoke.
0: Cigars.
1: C- cigars. Okay. Cigars are yeah. I mean, like a few a year. Um, but you know, it, it's gonna sound so boring, but investing and that whole process that comes with it, like the due diligence. Mm-hmm that side of it excites me and that is a hobby. You know, yeah. like investing for me is a hobby, yeah. you know?
0: Um, I think everything you do needs to have joy in it. It has to have fun sure. in it because it, then it's become a chore and it's not a job, it's, it's, it's your life, it's in you, isn't it? So you're all one with everything.
1: Yeah, so. ab- absolutely. You've, you've got to, you know, there's a lot of people that when they start their careers are like, I'm doing it for the money.
0: will
1: mm. will always that There will all, always be an end.
0: Yeah. And end or it will have to change yeah, or break sure. or lose. Yeah, yeah. they'll lose they'll lose it. Because yeah, yeah, for sure. They're very when you're too conscious of money yep. and you're very money driven, unfortunately there's an the energy that will take that away. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. it is it, it's very important just to let it go and let it be free and I think that, that's Absolutely great. Absolutely. Okay, sure. so That's really good, and it's been so great speaking to you. I've learned so much more about you, but um, I'm going to learn some more now, so I want to do some multiple-choice questions.
1: Let's go. (laughs) Let's go.
0: Okay, so we're going to do a car question because you're very manly. Yeah. So would you rather a Lamborghini, Porsche, or a Bentley?
1: I'm a Lambo man.
0: Lambo man? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so... Someone knows what to buy you out there. It's not the room you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh Would you rather a, to buy a, oh, let me pick you on watches as you like watches. Yep. RM, mm-hmm. Rolex or AP?
1: It depends. It wouldn't be RM. No. Um, if it was like a AP skeleton, then I'd, I'd go for an AP.
0: Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. Ding! Okay, and would you rather, at the moment, invest in a property, invest in a car, or invest in a business?
1: Depends on the price. Okay. It could be any one of those things.
0: Okay. Just depends but on But at the-, the moment, today, if you had three choices...
1: Property, car... Or business? Business. Really? Yeah, because... With property, you're, you're, you're committing a lot of liquid, right? Mm. I've had a number of businesses that I've set up with near zero that, yeah, make money.
0: <laughs> so, do you feel like at the moment in UK, it is a good time to buy?
1: Yeah, yeah, as long as you're comfortable with the price. you, know, mm-hmm. you can see online what the, Road sell for right.
0: Mm-hmm. As
1: long as you know that you're getting a, a decent enough price, and like you said, you're in it for the longer term. Yeah. So you're not trying to make those short-term gains.
0: Yeah. Well, you um, can't with eight percent interest. Yeah. You? Well, this, this is this is this
1: is the point. Unless you know you're liquid your cash, enough to buy cash, cash yeah. right? So um, yeah, as, as long as you're comfortable with what you're paying.
0: Okay. And do you would you diversify to Dubai? Do you think Dubai is a good idea at the moment?
1: Yeah, I, I, th- I think that Dubai is an interesting one because obviously mm-hmm. I've been there various times, as you know, more recently on, on business and spent time and being out there. You've just got to have your trusted advisor, right? Yes. It's where people like you come in to make sure that you're guided on what you're paying, where you're buying. Yeah. Because location's everything. So yeah. don't be caught up in the whole just buying from anyone. Make sure you've got that, that yeah. trusted advisor. Thank you. You're
0: welcome. So yeah, if you want to buy and a bio everyone that's knows right. to come to me. And to if you want uh, wealth management, everyone knows <laughs> to go to Ed's. That's right. Um, and I think that's what the world is about, combining amazing people yeah. that work well together, that are on the same lines, that know what each other wants, expectations of what you what you want and what you're going to get out of it, really. I think that's so important now. So I'm just blessed to have met you, to be honest. And it's been, it's been, it's not a short, it hasn't been a long business relationship. Yeah. It's been a short one. Um, but I know that it will grow on to no better things. And that's the thing with, with a lot of my clients, there's a selective few that I can say that I, I know that, you know, that they're, they're on the same page as me. and they're we're going to work well together I agree. and I it's agree. some that you're like okay
1: yeah,
0: uh, yeah, yeah. i'll see you maybe yeah. at christmas <laughs> <laughs> with a christmas card
1: yeah no, for sure
0: okay so i'm gonna ask you another question
1: Why are you laughing <laughs> how deep are you gonna go
0: Whoa, i was gonna ask you about um what's your favorite dance move oh, and i was gonna get you to dance but oh, none of that
1: do you not dance no no, no we don't dance
0: at all i'm the guy
1: that just has my back against the wall oh my I god don't... that is
0: so boring
1: <laughs>
0: okay so i'll ask you a question life is a you've got to finish off my sentence life is a game of what <laughs> what game would you say that life's like? chess yeah oh you should let me finish that i did <laughs> let you finish Stop, it you stopped
1: your life is a game of chess for sure
0: okay for that reason you have now won (laughs) okay okay. no it is and why would you say your life is a game of chess
1: man you just never know what's going to happen yeah you've got to stay ahead of it
0: do you know what? It's a thing that i started looking at recently. I yep. was like, wow, life is actually a game of chess. It's yep. like the other day I was doing, I was like hopscotching on the floor. I was like, right, I've just made my move. I'm holding my phone, waiting for the next move to come. And I'm like, OK, let's go left. Let's go right. Let's go yeah. left.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. And I was like, life is a game of chess. Yeah. So for that, I appreciate that.
1: your, I appreciate your gift Thank from
0: you. coming I, to I, my show. See you. both sides like Chanel. And hopefully we've seen a few sides of different things today. Yep. Um, And yeah, I just want to thank you for your time, Ed. No, I
1: appreciate you being genuine as always.
0: Oh, you too. Thank you very much.
1: You're welcome.